0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. So this is episode 67. I can't believe we are already at that number. That just blows my mind every time I go to the iTunes page and just see the amount of episodes that we have amassed here on this podcast. It's been so much fun up to this point, and I can want, cannot wait for you guys to see what is in the future. Uh, again, my name is Dusty. I'm the host of the show here, where every single Wednesday, I bring you a piece of content normally around. 30 to 35 minutes of an interview with a content creator, and I talk with them about their strategy, their outlook on YouTube and online video in general, in hopes of bringing you some value to help you grow your YouTube channel, help you monetize and make money from your YouTube channel, and so much more. Before we dive into this week's episode, I do want to remind you this show, as always, is brought to you by the fine folks over at Tube Buddy. T-u-b-e-b-u-d-d-y. It is a free browser plugin. I call it. My super tool that helps me grow my YouTube channel at an obscene rate, Uh, a tool that helps me eliminate so much time uh, off of my original YouTube workflow. Uh, It's just a tool that has so many features. It's like a Swiss army knife. There's just so much to it. Um, The one that I'm focusing on this week is the closed caption tool. Um, They're partnered with a a few different companies and uh, the ability to go in there and have TubeBuddy uh, just basically, it's just a wonderful tool. If you haven't already, click the link in the show notes. And I promise you, you will not regret it. And then the new sponsor, which came on last episode is the folks over from audio hero, uh, a U D I O. H E R O. Um, if you use our code creator, C R E A T O R, just like a video creator, um, you will get a special deal. So audio hero is like the Netflix for royalty free music. I have creators ask me all the time, where can I get amazing audio to use in my videos and not have to worry about copyright infringements and things like that. Well, I have found your place. Go over to audiohero.com, use our promo code CREATOR, and you're going to have a humongous audio library without the large cost. You get 50 downloads per month for only 10 bucks. 250,000 tracks and royalty-free sound effects. I was playing with the sound effects yesterday. Um, You may hear some in this week's episode of the podcast. And you can use the content forever. It's not like you're going to have to stay subscribed uh, in order to, to, to use the audio forever. So don't worry about getting hit at a later date. So check them out, Audio Hero. I definitely want to thank Audio Hero and TubeBuddy for their continued support of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Do want to remind you guys, you can go over to youtubecreatorshub.com on the right-hand sidebar. You're going to see a little blue microphone. You can click on that microphone and you can submit an audio question to be played on a future episode. I always love hearing questions from the guests. Now, I do want to let you guys know we had our biggest day download wise last week. We had over 6,200 downloads in one day, which for podcasting, that's a really, really large number. Um, we are always in the top 100 in the marketing and management category on iTunes. Last week, we reached the number 32 spot, which was just astonishing. And I have no one else to thank for that but you guys. You are consuming the the content, uh, that I'm producing and I'm bringing on amazing guests that you guys are finding value in. And so I'm going to continue to do that. Don't forget to visit the website. If you haven't already Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google play or stitcher radio. That way, every single Wednesday, when I release a new episode, you will be notified guys. Thank you so much for listening and consuming this podcast without any further ado. Let's go ahead and jump into my conversation with Eric this week. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another conversation here on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I am so excited today to be joined by Eric Rossi from the Eric Rossi YouTube channel. He is a photographer, videographer, and entrepreneur and two time Emmy winner who likes to help you keep an eye out for your photography business. Through his YouTube channel, you can learn through tips, tutorials, gear reviews, and questions and answers to take the next step forward in your photography or videography career. Just like you, his passion is creating. So follow him on his YouTube journey and listen as we talk this week about his YouTube channel. Eric, how are you doing today? I
1: am doing well. I'm uh, I'm awake by, uh, you know, whenever we're filming this and uh, it's always a good day. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Love it, man. Love it. Now, as I mentioned to you off air, I did stumble across some of your videos just by happenstance as I was trying to learn about a new camera that I'm working with for my wedding videography business, and a lot of what you do on your YouTube channel is uh, reviews and tutorials and unboxings and career advice and whatnot for photographers and videographers, but let's go ahead and take a step back from all of that, Eric, and let my audience know how you started out on YouTube and what kind of got you into the YouTube space.
1: Got you. So uh, I'd say about mid-2012 is when I actually posted something to YouTube. Now I've, I've had the channel uh, or, or an account since 2010, but 2012 I was really kind of finishing out college and I've been really just looking uh, into what could I do past college and besides the job route. And one of the biggest things I've always wanted to be was searchable on Google. Now, what a lot of people know is that YouTube and Google are pretty much the same search engine for the most part, the two, the two biggest in the entire world. And I'm like, you know what? It'd be really cool if one day I could just be searchable. You type my name in and you could go from there because that can open up so many opportunities. But that also wasn't the sole reason. It was just kind of like a really cool thing to just think about. It really was, I was learning and teaching myself a lot of things and learning a lot of things off of YouTube from other creators. And I really wanted to teach myself things and to uh, keep it on my channel so that way I had easy access to my own – think of it as notes. That's the best way I could put it. So around 2012, I did a couple of my own kind of like gear reviews. I reviewed some kind of a flash or something and th- that, that's really how it started. Uh, I got the opportunity to actually intern for uh, – and you you actually just had him on the podcast uh, – Jared Polin of Fronos Photo in 2012 – And I learned a lot from him and what he did in regards to YouTube and how he ran his business and everything. And that really inspired me to really jump into more of my channel. So 2012, 2013 was more or less just kind of posting things. You know, you you post a hundred videos and you hope something sticks. You build a little bit of an audience and actually kind of did see that it was growing a little bit, but I really didn't know a lot about SEO or anything, but really come to 2014, I said, I'm going to take this seriously. So from 2014 until now, 2017, I really focus a lot more and especially the past two years is when I really dove headfirst in and that, that's really where I'm at now. You learn a lot as long uh, you, as you go you know, along the way. Um, yeah, that, that's really the start of it and kind of where it takes me to today
0: fantastic and let's talk briefly Eric if you would now what was your history when it comes to like what's your training or did you go to school for photography and videography or is that just a, a big passion of yours that you just love to do and something that I like to do Eric is is get people from point a to point B and if they come to one of my videos I want their questions answered and if their questions aren't answered I want to do that either in the comment section or in a follow-up video so I guess briefly Briefly explain to my audience, like, what was your history in the photography and videography space?
1: So, interesting enough, back in high school, pretty much freshman year of high school, we had a media management class, which essentially you learned uh, how to run cameras, how to run, like, a little studio that we had. And then your senior year, you were able to do, like, the morning news, and that was the big thing to be a part of. So, since then, I was always interested, and I said, you know what? I actually went to a four-year college for TV and film, and that's what I have my uh, bachelor's degree in. Uh, And really you only have one requirement is to take a photography course. That's really all you kind of have. I actually really stuck more to the photography side of things and just taught myself more of that. And I learned a lot of that outside of the classroom, but I really have to give major props to my teacher, my second teacher who really did well with that. And that's really kind of how the photography thing started was just me doing it by myself, on the side, watching YouTube videos, um, interning at a couple places, uh, and going from there. uh, I don't know, that's how I attribute to where I'm at today, and you really just kind of stick with it, you, you roll with the punches.
0: Awesome. Now, let's talk about with your channel, you have chosen to brand your channel around your name and your face is your profile image, which honestly I believe is the best route to go as creators. What would be your advice to creators out there when it comes to I had a question on last week's episode where a young lady asked me, "What's the best advice you can give on creating a name for your YouTube channel to future-proof, you know, your YouTube channel?" And, you know, a big piece of my my advice, Eric, was to try to brand it around if you're a business, your business name, or if you're a person, you know, your, your own name, what really made you make that decision, Eric, to brand your channel around you. And I know previously, you know, a few minutes ago, you mentioned that you wanted to be searchable in Google and you thought that was awesome and really cool. So what made you make that decision, Eric, to brand your YouTube channel with your face and your name?
1: Well, I'll, I'll tackle how the name comes first. So I always say like I'm Eric Rossi, the guy with the eye. And I got very lucky that a, I like tech and photography in regards to the eye part of it. But I actually do have uh, something interesting with my one right eye and it's uh, called Coloboma. It's just a different way the pupils formed. So I used to be called like the weird kid with the eye growing up, you know, the little bullies trying to pick on you. But I said one day back in 2012, when I started, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to embrace the heck out of this. And that's what I did. So that's why I call myself the guy with the eye. Um, It it is not easy to come up with a business name because not everyone has some kind of unique feature or something like that. While the default is to go to like your name dash whatever business or like, you know, Joe Smith, John Smith Photography or whatever, um, not saying John Smith Photography isn't great or anything, but – If you can find a more unique name, I'd say look into it. But I wouldn't necessarily say concentrate fully on that at first. Now, we talked about SEO real quickly and how that's important. I think it's more important if you really start getting some kind of content or yourself out there first – To really dive into it and then to concentrate on the branding and everything as it goes along. When I first started, I really wasn't pushing like the guy with the eye thing a ton. And like you said, I 100 percent agree thinking having your own uh, face as your profile and your brand is 100 percent essential because I think people would remember that more than maybe some little chintzy logo you might get off of another website or something. So that's how I kind of feel. It's, it's, it's great if you were able to find something off the back, but if not, don't let it drag you down, get out there and start creating things. Yeah. Just don't hold yourself back over something like that. It will come to you in time.
0: I think that it's interesting, Eric, that you used something, uh, whether it be, you know, in your case, a a physical thing with your eye, you've you used that to brand yourself, the guy with the eye, and that worked out really well with the type of content that you produce. How important do you think it is as creators that we stand out in the crowded space that is YouTube? Because we all know the stats and and they're going, they're getting larger every day, every month. Tons of stuff is uploaded to YouTube every single week. How important is it that you have your niche, that you have something that makes you stand out?
1: It is 1000% essential uh, for that. Now, a lot of people might say that, you know, kind of niching yourself isn't a good thing because you're kind of just pigeonholing yourself into a corner. But the problem is, people won't know what to look out for. And that's one of the things that I recommend to a lot of people is that really pick something you're passionate about. And like yourself, you do you like tech and stuff as well, as do I. That's what I enjoy. I enjoy the photography side of things, the videography side of things. And that's why I talk about it. So find something you really enjoy and do that. Don't try and spread yourself out way too wide where you're doing um, maybe a vlog here or something related to rock climbing when you're into photography or something like that. There could be a really cool blend of some kind of video or something like that, but having way too many topics that are a bit broad and aren't that specific will really kind of confuse people and isn't the best for you to be searchable in my opinion.
0: Absolutely. And I definitely think that finding a way to step out and, and really brand yourself with kind of what you did with, with the guy with the eye to, to, to find a memorable saying or slogan or name that makes your channel stand out. And when someone watches you, the, the people on YouTube who are successful are those people who are able to take their brand, take their name and push it out there with these amazing uh, names and slogans and things like that. And I just think that if you can find a way as a creator to make yourself stand out, I just think that you can find so much much more success in the long run. Now, I want to ask you this, Eric, and this is always one of the most interesting questions that I ask people on this show. And that is, if you could go back to when you first started out on YouTube, Eric, what would be one thing that you wish someone would have told you?
1: You know, I I would relate more info to what I have now in regards to SEO and how kind of the post-end and back-end of YouTube works. Uh, I think I still, back in 2012, was doing the right thing where I was just getting videos posted. I mean, right up to now, May 17, 2017, I've got over 900 videos. Now, I'm not saying that quantity is something that you should look into. I absolutely disagree with that, it's it's quality. But going back, I, I would say that I would more or less look into the title, metadata, and tags back then Because I feel like the algorithm – well, the algorithm was way different back then compared to it is now and how it's teaching itself and everything. And I feel like that could have probably helped broaden my visibility more if I knew what I knew now about tagging and everything back then to really kind of stick out because of the past five years like you said – this has gotten so busy and so – a lot of people have the, you know, the, the same entry point like Casey that even said that recently is that a lot of people have the same entry point. He's got like 7 million subscribers. Someone joining has zero. All you do is you have to have an email address and you can go from there.
0: Yeah, the the ability to do this now, the barrier to entry with the amount that equipment costs now, they've gone down, uh, and it really is when people throw out the excuse of, well, you know, there's no reason to start a channel now, or no one can grow now, that is not true. There are YouTube channels that are growing. The the one that really is amazing to me is a a guy named Nick over at Trainer Tips. I've been trying to have him over on the show. He basically started his YouTube channel a little over a year ago when Pokemon Go became a phenomenon, and he grew his channel off of the phenomenon that was Pokemon Go and not just that he is an amazing video editor and the quality of his content and the consistency of his channel is just absolutely amazing so obviously you've got to have a mix of all of that but I don't want to hear people give me the excuse that you know there's no way that you can start and grow a successful YouTube channel now that is not true if you have good quality content on a consistent basis I definitely think that you can be successful on YouTube would you agree with that Eric?
1: Yeah if you have an opinion share it now some people might argue like oh well if it's not good or anything like that if you have a certain vantage point and viewpoint on things and that's the whole point especially you know doing what i do with gear reviews and everything like that or in general you follow people because you either like what they're saying their viewpoints on things or you just like what they're doing and the personalities you normally don't follow people who you disagree with a ton now it's great to be well versed and with that, so that way you can hear what's being said and everything on the other side of things. But you have the opportunity to share your viewpoint on whatever the topic is. You know, for me, I'll say a, a, a camera lens or something like that. If there are a lot of people out there that are saying that this one camera lens is a great thing or whatever, and personally to me, I'm like, I just spent a thousand dollars on this and it's not that good. You have the ability to either help someone else out, to inform someone else who's looking for alternative opinions. So be it that this has become so crowded, you can still have a voice. Is it easy to grow on YouTube? No, it's not. And still five years into this, really three or four of the past couple of years, it is still not easy to grow. You are still fighting for subscribers and everything like that. But the goal shouldn't be to focus on those type of numbers. It's to really get out some quality content, something that you can really be proud of and, and, and believe in. And you really kind of just go from there. So stop really focusing on numbers and everything. Focus on – just what you're doing and just do it that you you just got to post that. That's the thing. You got to make content.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And and i have never been out here preaching on this podcast or my YouTube channel that it's easy to launch and grow a successful YouTube channel because as you just mentioned, Eric, it is not easy to do this. It's going to be work. Now, if you want to just throw up random crap on the internet and think that you're going to grow a successful YouTube channel, then go somewhere else. Yeah. Go to Reddit or someplace like that. It's I don't know. Gift. I don't know. I don't I don't know where to go. But the, the thing the thing that I tell people, Eric, is that this is work. And to do what you do and have nine hundred videos and I, I was looking at my video manager the other day. I've got 645 or six some odd videos, you know, over a, you know, four five, six year span. It's a lot of work. And in order to be successful on YouTube, you have to find a niche. You have to build an engaged community and you have to consistently produce quality content that people want to engage with. And if you can do those things, I promise you, you can have a successful YouTube channel. I want to transition a little bit from that before I start getting on a, my soapbox. I I want to transition a little bit from that, Eric, and talk about the business side of things. You talked about you went to a four-year college for photography and, and all of that good stuff, and you're very passionate and obviously very informed on the topic. But let's talk about YouTube as a business. Obviously, YouTube is just what I call in my business, Eric, just a branch on the tree. It's not the full tree. Um, YouTube is, uh, I had a great guest on a few months back. His name is Roberto Blake. Uh, great YouTuber, great person to get into. If you're looking into grow your YouTube channel, uh, amazing teacher. But he told me, he said, he said something that really resonated with me, Eric. He said, every one of my YouTube videos, I think of them as a business card. And that's such a good way of thinking about it is every piece of content you put out, you you could land another job. Not thinking about it as, oh, I want to make AdSense revenue on this. Yes, I'm very thankful and we're very blessed to have YouTube and Google providing us the ad revenue. But we should never rely solely on a platform. So let's talk about your channel, the Eric Rossi, the guy with the i YouTube channel. What are you doing right now to monetize your content?
1: So a lot of interesting things you said there. And actually, Roberto, Roberto Blake is a good friend of mine as well. And that he is super knowledgeable on everything, especially the back end side of things. Highly recommend checking out Roberto Blake. But one of the things one of the things that you said and he said was like you never know who's going to find your channel on a video and that's that business card uh, kind of comparison and that is so true. You never know who is Whatever someone's searching, whatever related video comes up, if they're still coming up anymore, um, who's going to find your video? And that is your first impression. The first impressions are key on YouTube. If someone watches one of your videos – even though you have over six hundred, I have over nine hundred and they don't like you or they don't like the first impression you gave, they will not watch your content ever again. so that's one of the biggest things is to really concentrate on putting out the quality, not the quantity of content, and to really just focus and you know target yourself on whatever your topic is and and I think that's one of the important things. but in regards to the monetizing, I hope you're not doing YouTube to make pure adsense because AdSense doesn't pay that well. I mean, for whatever information we give and everything we give to YouTube, the AdSense really isn't that great. And I'm sure a lot of you've heard that a lot and it's absolutely true. So you do have to find other ways to monetize yourself. If anything, for doing what I do with the photography videography side of business, this gives me a little bit more authenticity in the real world. When someone's going to search for me with that SEO thing, they'll type in Eric Rossi, Eric Rossi photography, and I come up. So that really adds some kind of brand authenticity to that. The other thing besides getting, you know, real world money and not sticking digital is affiliate, affiliate money and everything like that. Um, I do some work with uh, b Photo at times and I can get some kind of affiliate money with that if someone, uh, you know, purchases through uh, through a link or something. And uh, Amazon is another big thing. So any kind of like third party affiliate, as long as you're honest, you're upfront with people and everything, it's not a bad thing. Don't feel guilty for doing it because you're not getting paid Well, to make these videos or to help some of these companies out, you can really go from there. The other thing at times is you'll find a sponsor or two to really, to really help out if you kind of reach out or you might get lucky and someone might reach out to you. Those are really the alternative ways to make money without just counting on YouTube AdSense because for the pennies you make per video, it's not necessarily worth it. You shouldn't be doing this for the money. You should be using it to help you brand yourself, but a little bit, you know, on the side Can happen. But like you said, you do this full time now and I know you do stuff other ways, but there are just some ways to make money, but don't concentrate fully on the money, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does make a lot of sense, Eric. And I think you made a lot of great points there. It just scares me to death when I talk to smaller creators and they're like, oh, I'm going to do this full time. I'm going to do YouTube and I'm going to make a lot of money with ads. No, <laughs> that, that that's just not how it works. And, you know, coming, you know, I'm speaking from someone who obviously I'm not a large YouTuber. I'm not a small YouTuber. I think I fit right there in the middle, you know, alongside Eric. But, you know, getting, you know, 25, 35, 40,000 views a day, I can tell you, it's not going to pay the bills guys. It's just not. And so you've got to find creative ways to use affiliates and you know, you've, you've got to be willing to evolve and to pivot. I use that word pivot a lot on this podcast, Eric, because there's going to be new opportunities arise and pop up and you've got to jump on them. You've got to learn, you've got to create courses. You've got to use affiliate income. You've, you've got to really focus in on who your niche and who your avatar is and find ways to uh, interact with them and find out what they want from you that can help you benefit, whether it's Patreon. Or whether it's another source of income, but you've got to find creative ways to go out and about to to understand that you can't solely focus on the AdSense revenue because it's not going to pay the bills.
1: Correct. And just one more thing, though. With that, I, a lot like when you said, like a lot of people just coming up, they're like, "Oh, I want to do this full time." Don't think merch merchandise. It's going to be your ticket to making a lot of money, especially when you first start out. I mean, once again, I've been doing this for years and I don't even have an inkling or care to do merchandise at this point. So don't think that that is something that you really need to do, especially starting out. You're just going to be investing and wasting a ton of money when no one's going to buy your stuff. And that's just the harsh reality of it. But if you could figure out something creative along the line down the road, you can eventually do that. But just that's usually just a common crutch. People say, oh, I'll just make merch and you'll have your mom and a friend buy it or something like that.
0: Yeah, I've often wanted to do merch for this podcast and my YouTube channel. But as soon as I start figuring out what it's like dealing with actual physical products, it just gives me a headache. Um, I, I, I do know that eventually in the future, I definitely want to have merch, especially for this show and, and, and doing something with my YouTube channel. So eventually I will do that. But it, again, it's just a branch on the tree. It's not the whole tree. You've got to find different ways to diversify your income and you should be capturing email addresses and and doing things like that other than just keeping yourself within that YouTube ecosystem because that will be one of the biggest mistakes you make as a YouTube creator. So I hope I get that point across. Now, one of the last questions that I like to ask creators on this show, Eric, and by the way, what a great interview we've had so far. If you can't tell guys, Eric has great presence on the microphone and he's been doing this for a while. So I hope you've really uh, taken in what he said today and you utilizes this with your YouTube channel. But the last question I want to ask you, Eric, is moving forward with uh, your YouTube channel, the guy with the YouTube channel, what are you looking to do in the future? Like what are things you're looking to do to innovate and to continue to grow your YouTube channel as it is now?
1: That is, that's a tough question because uh, like we kind of mentioned off air, like it, it, or even on here too, it's that it is very, very hard to grow. I mean, I'm approaching about 24,0, 25,0 twenty four thousand twenty five thousand subscribers and in the thick of things you know that's not a ton but like I said don't think about don't think about the subscribers the one thing I really want to say is that subscribers do watch your videos but there are a small fraction of what's out there concentrate on the others that don't know who you are as well and your your followers will follow you there will be the dedicated few and whoever they are they are always awesome in regards to the future though um, you know, I recently moved to a better place that I could shoot you know more videos and a better environment and everything. And I think it's a good thing to have a refresh on things. The, the thing that helps with growing a channel more or something like that is being able to get that more authenticity with brands or with other sponsors so that way they can really see like, you know what, you you have the numbers to prove it. You have a great uh, personality, a presentation of how you do things. We really want to work with you. So I want to concentrate more on that side of things and really just diving into getting more into companies and everything like that so I can have more access to gear. And over the past, I'd say, year and a half, uh, thanks to a couple like affiliates and everything, I've had that honor to have some more gear. But to be able to share my viewpoint on things, that's one thing I'm going to concentrate more on. But I really want to concentrate more on affiliation of things. That way, I can make a couple bucks. That way, I can invest it more into this business and the channel. Because not a lot of what people see is how much you actually spend on this and how much time it takes to do on things. But That's one thing I want to expand myself more is maybe doing this, uh, creating more content. I pretty much do uh, three days a week. I feel like that's a good thing compared with a full-time job and doing this stuff on the weekends and scheduling it out for the week is maybe adding another day or two and trying to be more consistent with that. But if anything, really just to focus more on quality of the videos and making them more fun, entertaining. And I think that's how I'm going to try and target that. If more subscribers come, they come. If not, I make the videos that I want to put out there and that I'm very proud of and just to share my honest point of view on things.
0: Yeah, I love that. And one of the points that I want to focus or hone in on that you said there in that answer is that people get caught up with the subscriber count, the subscriber uh, number next to your YouTube channel name. Guys, that is just a very minute percentage of the actual people who are going to watch your videos, especially if you do instructional and, and you know stuff like what, Eric and I do with educational video. It's a lot of it is going to be search based. Okay. So don't worry about that subscriber number. You can still make money. You can still do this full time guys. Understand that it's okay to have a small subscriber count. You will grow that eventually worry and focus on creating quality content on a consistent basis. Eric, wow. What an episode it has been having the guy with the eye on this week's episode of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Eric, if you would, in closing of this episode, let my audience know where they can find you on the interwebs.
1: Uh, Yeah. Once again, thank you so much for having me, Dusty. It's been an honor listen to you for a while and especially your channel as well. Uh, You can find me at uh, YouTube, ever you can type in YouTube.com slash Eric twenty five. Unfortunately I can't change that. Um or you can just search Eric Rossi on there and I pretty much come up. Uh Instagram, I really love Instagram at the guy with the eye. Twitter is Eric Rossi twenty five. You can just search for me on there. And if you really want to see stuff on my website or a blog, Eric But that's uh that's about it.
0: There it is, guys. I highly encourage you if you are into photography or videography or just like to hear Eric, uh, that, that as he was on the podcast, go check his YouTube channel out as always with every single week. We will have all of those pertinent links in the show notes as well as over on YouTube dot or YouTube dot com. So that's, that's not my URL. YouTube creators dot com, uh, with this week's episode 67 over there. So Eric, again, thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. And guys, we'll talk to you next week.